Hey friends, it's me, Sarah Sodizi, on this wonderful Friday afternoon, evening, morning, wherever the heck you are. I'm glad you're here, glad you're listening, and glad we can get a chance to chat a little bit, bestie. All right, guys. So this episode was inspired by <clears throat> this episode was inspired by a terrible day that I had the other day. And when I say terrible, I mean like it was doomed from the start. And God Himself was looking down on me and was like, "Sis, it's gonna be a rough one today." But you know what? At the end of the day, I still managed to find a rainbow despite all of the clouds, despite all of the rain, despite the thunderstorm, whatever. But to give you guys a little bit of context this is how terribly my day started off so first and foremost I almost slept through my alarm so I was I was running late for work and I feel like this was just like the cause or like it was like a chain reaction so because I was running late for work all of these things happened afterwards so anyways I go and I change into my work clothes blah 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 I go downstairs to go and serve myself breakfast which is usually like a bowl of cereal and maybe a glass of orange juice whatever so then I go into the fridge and I pick up the carton and you know something I absolutely hate 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 but I I'm the only one that drinks my own milk because I drink soy milk everybody else drinks different kind of milk lactose intolerant problems (laughs) but so I I pulled out the carton of milk but I hate 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 when there's literally like less than like a drop left in the carton why would you put it back anyways anyways I stupidly did that the day before I don't know why I did but I I take the carton out and there's like hardly any milk so when I poured it into the cup to put it into the microwave to warm it up there was hardly anything in there so I was like oh damn it okay I have to open another one so then I pull out the other new carton out of the fridge and I put it on the counter and so I'm trying to twist open the the lid so that I can pour my milk in right and for whatever reason it's like jammed to the max I don't know who or what machine tied this lid to God's ends of the earth I don't even know but it was so difficult for me to pull open. And listen, guys, I like I, I like to think that I work out pretty decently. So my muscles are starting to somewhat gain some strength here. But for whatever reason, I don't even know. Not even God's hand could help me. But I tried pulling on it, pulling on it, pulling on it. And then finally, I was about to get like a, a rag to like kind of just like get a little bit more grip on it. Because it was kind of slippery. The condensation from the fridge or whatever like made it a little bit slippery. So I went to go grab a rag and tried pulling on it, nothing. So I was like, oh, okay, fine. I'll just let it sit for a little bit, whatever. And then finally I go back and the lid twisted open, but it twisted open way too fast and the carton of milk spilled all over the counter, spilled all over my dress that I was gonna wear to work, on the floor, everywhere. I managed to salvage maybe about half of the carton, but like, oh my God, it was just such a mess. And keep in mind, this is at like almost eight in the morning so if you know my household and if you don't nobody is awake at that time but in having that whole situation happen i made such a loud noise and i felt so terrible because my mom and my brother are light sleepers so yeah you can only imagine how that went so i was like super super embarrassed and i was like oh my god i have to go change now i'm already running late i hate it here i hate it here i hate it here And then I had to clean the floor, I had to clean the counter because obviously it was like a total nightmare, a total mess, total tornado. So I cleaned up everything and I was just like, oh, today is definitely going to be one of those days. And I'm telling you guys, it just felt like L after L, like one thing after another just kept going wrong or just I wasn't feeling it that day 
for whatever reason. The other thing that pissed me off, I think, like, this is just, like, when everything has gone wrong and then like the last the last thing to somebody on the outside you might think it's like this the world's smallest thing but to me i was like i hate it here so because i was in such a rush this morning or that morning i usually pack my gym bag the night before right so all of my stuff is ready blah blah blah. but for whatever reason i guess i was just really tired or i don't know what it was but I forgot to pack my gym bag properly because when I open my gym bag to go to the gym after work, I open it up and I don't have a towel in there to use after I take a shower. And when did I realize this? When did I realize this? I realized it after I had already finished working out and was sweaty and smelly and gross and ugly. And I just sat there on the bench and just was like, I hate it here. I was so upset. I was just like, today's just a write-off, man. Today's just a write-off. Why can't I just have anything good in life? But guys, there's a silver lining here because after I freaked out about that whole mess, I left my work, whatever, and I go outside and the weather is absolutely stunning. Like, you know that weather? Well, if you don't know, in the GTA, the weather's like hella unpredictable and it's really weird because like one minute it'll be raining, the next minute it'll be hailing, the next minute it'll be sunny outside, and then the next minute it'll be cloudy and like just like a whole sequence of events that happen within the span of 15 minutes. I don't know, it's crazy. But we do have some of our, our good days where it decides to cooperate and you get gorgeous weather like what was happening that day. So I walked outside and it was so beautiful. The sun was out. There was a, there was a really nice breeze, but it was warm outside. Like just A1, A1 type of weather, you know, not too humid out either. So I walked outside and I realized I was like, you know something like I've had such a terrible day. Like I, today just sucked. Absolutely sucked. But... The weather is nice out and I can feel good about that, you know? So it's just like, sometimes it's just the little things in life that you just got to learn to appreciate or just got to look on the bright side of. That's not to say, like, you're perfectly allowed to be upset and have a terrible day and and just stick to that. I'm not saying, like, every single bad situation you have to be like, oh, where's the positive in this? Or like, hmm, let me find something good in this. Sometimes you just can't find a positive and you got to move on to the next day to find the positive and that's perfectly okay. But it just in that particular circumstance, that's how I was feeling. Now, where am I going with this? Where am I going with this? So after having such a terrible day and then reflecting on the fact that like, oh, like nice weather. Oh my gosh. Wow. Beautiful. I love God's creation. I started to think like, you know, where can I, where can I gather some, where can I gather, gather some inspiration for a new episode for my podcast? Because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but lately I just haven't been feeling super inspired and that's why some, some things have been kind of delayed or certain things like I just haven't felt so passionate about. But so I started thinking, I was like, where can I gather inspiration from this? And I started thinking because I started going to therapy recently and I was thinking, one of the first things that I had explained to my therapist was that I am an, a ridiculous overachiever. Word for word, that's how I said it. I said I am a ridiculous overachiever and I don't really know where it stems from, but I would love to learn where and how to manage all of that because I'll give you guys an example. After being somebody after being somebody that just didn't care about her education or was just like, who cares about the future? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? After being somebody like that and then just doing a complete 180 and being like, I care very, very much about things. I am like gonna go 310% in. 
changing to that type of person and not really finding a healthy and happy medium uh um there are some things that kind of come along with it which includes being um very critical of yourself being your harshest critic because i'm telling you somebody could tell me that i suck and yes i'll take it really bad and i'll uh, i'll be sad about it but me to myself my own conscience me just criticizing the things that i do i am the worst self-sabotager uh the the uh mm, yeah where was i going with this oh right 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 so because i am such a an overachiever i started to realize like i am very very hard on myself and my therapist was saying hey that's something that we can work on or or learn from and whatnot and so she kind of told me to reflect on bits and pieces of my life where i felt like i really went there i really really went there when i didn't absolutely need to go there or when i didn't need to be so hard on myself because nobody else noticed or nobody else really cared about the things that were produced from that action that i did or whatever so this week we're going to be talking about self-sabotage we're going to be talking about being critical of yourself or overtly critical of yourself but at the same time and i hope you guys can gather this from the terrible day that i had is taking a situation like that and realizing hey wait a minute hey 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 hold on a second hold your horses and the whole barn it's okay it is okay that you made a mistake it is okay that you didn't get what you want it is okay that things didn't go the way they were planned to it is okay and you will be okay And I hope that if you are going through a situation like this right now where you feel like you're just beating yourself up about something that you literally cannot control, oh, I feel you, sis, bro, person. I I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. But hopefully these stories that I provide to you can give you some clarity on the situation. So enjoy. I'll talk about this in another episode, but... My life in middle school was just not a good one. Like, it was very, very difficult. I was very, very self-conscious. And, like, I had a lot of problems when it came to my mental health at that time. And I didn't even really know at the time that that's what it was because I was a kid, you know? Like, you're 12, 13, you're trying to figure out what's going on with your body, what's going on with your personality, what's going on with everything. And you're just angry all the time. At least that was me. I was very angry all the time. I was very sad all the time. I was very anxious all the time. And just altogether, like, it just wasn't a good time. And part of that came or was reflected in the way that I played sports. Now, I've, I've talked about this before where I was just very, very avid uh, about the sports that I was playing or I was very, very passionate about the sports that I was playing just because I was going in from just being like a tomboy and trying to switch it up a little bit and be a little bit more girly, but still being more on the tomboy side, blah, 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 and whatnot. But yeah, so I was just very, very, very into sports still at that time. And my two main sports that I was really focused on being good at or really focused on doing the absolute best that I possibly could at was soccer and basketball. More so soccer than basketball, but we'll we'll get into it. So uh, for soccer, I was playing in a house league and I thought, okay, like, yeah, this is fun, but I kind of just want to go a little bit one step further so I would train for an elite team or I was training for an elite team 
And they didn't select me in the first year, and they didn't select me in the second year, but in the third year they did. And so I'm going to talk about those first two years, though, is like when, oh God, okay, so when I had first heard about this, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, I will do it, I will do it, I will do it, I will do it. Like, this is going to be me, and I had all these plans set up, and I was just very, very focused on this one goal that I wanted to achieve. And so... I trained hard, I trained hard, trained hard, trained hard. I would train with my dad, I would train with my house league coaches, like everything, right? And I'd say in terms of me being a soccer player, like even now, I'd say my skills aren't really in the like the moves that I can make or whatever, like passing and 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 you know, running with the ball and everything like that. I would say that I'm just a very, very fast runner. Like I, I've no, I've, I've come to realize that, especially as I do my workouts every day or when I, when I run on the treadmill, I'm a very, very fast runner. So I would use that to my advantage. And I, again, I would train really, really hard. And while this was going on, I was going through a very, very, I'm probably going to talk about this in another episode because it's a little bit more on the serious side in terms of mental health, but I was very, very self-conscious about my body image at that time, just because again, like you're a preteen and that's typically where puberty decides to mess with you and everything's not in the right place where it should be yet. And you're very awkward and you're very self-conscious and you don't want anybody to look at you type of thing. So this was going on simultaneously while I was training. So there was the aspect of me wanting to train because I wanted to be good at the sport, but then also me training because I wanted to be skinny and I wanted to look like the other girls in my class. So where am I going with this? Where am I going with this? So while I was training and I, I, you know, I was, I was doing a couple of drills and whatnot. One of my coaches was like, okay, like that was good. That was good. But I think we need to improve in this aspect and this aspect and this aspect. And so I was like, okay, all right, I'll do it. So in my spare time, and sometimes I'd go to the park nearby my house with my dad and we would train and we would play soccer together, whatever. Right. And so I kept doing that and reminding myself okay like if you do this you're going to be amazing you're going to kill the trial you're going to kill the trial you're going to kill the trial so finally the tryout comes for the elite team and so I, I go and I do the I do the drills blah, blah blah and everything like that and guys I don't know if it was nerves I don't know if it was the fact that I was anxious I don't know what was going on that day but I did terribly at the first trial terribly <laughs> terribly 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 and so when I didn't make the team I took it very, very hard. I was very, very upset. And I cried on the way home when they uh, when they had announced everybody or whatever and they didn't call my name. I cried on the way home with my dad. My dad was driving me home. It was just like, it's okay, Miha, it's okay. And I yelled at him. I'll never forget this. I feel so bad. But I yelled at him and I was like, Dad, you don't even understand. I wanted this so bad. And they said that I suck. They said, like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I, I was like, go on off yo but again it was tied to other issues that were going on in my life but primarily it was because i was being super hard on myself and i was like dad i suck i'm never gonna play soccer again blah blah blah, blah. you can't make me i'm gonna quit the team and my dad was just like miha just because you didn't get into this team doesn't mean that you're not good or doesn't mean that you can't improve like that just means you know you gotta you gotta just get a little bit better and and, and improve your skills and so I was like, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then eventually they opened up the tryouts again for the next round of people for um, the following season. So again, tried out and like trained and, and did all the things that I possibly could. And I still didn't make it. And I was really, really upset. And again, I was so upset because I was like, maybe I'm just not meant to be on this team. And like, I, I took it really, really hard, guys. Like I, as a 13 year old kid, like your expectations are so high because you 
don't know what your life is going to be like and you don't know what kind of what kind of things that your life is going to be I don't know what kind of things your life is going to entail right so I had all these expectations and because they weren't being met I took it very very hard on myself and I felt like okay because they didn't want me last time I'm going to train even harder and I'm going to do this 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 again simultaneously while being very very self-conscious about my self-image and unfortunately within Hispanic culture we have this thing where there's never there's never anything that's like good enough for your peers so unfortunately especially for women because boys don't really go through this but when for women you're either too gordita which is like in, in translation is you're too fat or oh that's tan flaquita mijita which translation is you're way too skinny there's never a healthy medium where your peers will be like oh my gosh you look great and just leave it at that just leave it as it is, as it was, just like that. And I feel like a lot of those thoughts kind of just started to linger throughout my mind where I was just like, oh, I'm too fat, bro. Like, that's why I can't run fast. That's why I can't do this. That's why I can't do that. So again, a lot of self-sabotage where I was just like, oh, like, this is why I look like this. And like, this is why boys don't like me. And this is why this, you know? I started associating a lot of my failures towards other things that didn't even correlate, (laughs) didn't even correlate to it. But again, when you're that young and when you're that impressionable, when you that when you have that many ideas floating through your mind and you don't really know how to manage them, it turns into a very, very unhealthy thing. And so finally, I finally I tried out one last time because that was the age limit of when they were doing the trials. And so I was like, okay, if I don't make this and that just goes to show like I suck, like I'm not good enough, blah, 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 blah. And so I trained really, really hard. And I remember it was... It was very difficult at that time because, again, like, my habits were just not healthy at all. And, again, I'll get into this in another episode if you guys want me to. But, basically, I was just very, very, very much pushing my body to its absolute limits. And I will tell you guys this right now. If you or somebody you know is doing this, please, please, please let them know how unhealthy it is. Because you could be the world's best athlete. You could be Serena Williams. You could be Cristiano Ronaldo you could be whoever like an amazing athlete but if you don't listen to your body if you don't listen to your body it's going to do very very terrible things to you and that's exactly what it was is I was training myself so hard that I would be tired all the time but at the same time I wouldn't sleep properly because I was so anxious and all of these things like I was not taking care of myself and somehow somehow despite all of that I ended up making the elite team Now, the irony in this is that I didn't even end up continuing with the elite team because it ended up costing a lot of money for me to do so. And my parents just couldn't do that. Like they they couldn't manage to have me on a team like that because it would just cost way too much money for trips and for uh, all the uniform and like all of these additional things that came with going on on an elite team. But I had said to myself, I was like, you know, I all of those times that they had rejected me, now I finally got it and I can say that I did it, blah, 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 and everything like that. But then I realized something. After I got that spot and after I realized that I could do it, there was just this moment in time where I was like, okay, like, now what? Now, like, wait, like okay, what's next now, you know? And I, again, I started to feel the effects of all this self-sabotage where I was just so hard on myself and I felt like that was the right way for me to go about things. It's like, yo, if you're hard on yourself, if you tell yourself, nah, you suck, yo, blah, blah, blah. If you keep reminding yourself of all these things, 
then that's what's going to make you achieve things. That's what's going to make you succeed. Obviously, a very warped way of looking at things, obviously. But I didn't realize that. I never realized that for a decent amount of time, you know, throughout middle school, throughout high school. And that's where it all started to come from. And so when uh, going back to what I was telling you guys about before, where I was talking to my therapist about this is like, I feel like when you start to when you start to believe those thoughts or when you start to even plant those ideas in your mind oh there's a lot of really not so good things that come afterwards and you gotta stop that man you gotta stop telling yourself I'm not good enough or I suck or this and this and that blah 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 blah. you gotta stop doing that and I and I and I've been trying to tell myself that a little bit lately where I there's this actually there's this trend on TikTok that I actually really really liked where a lot of people are like the 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 video pans at the person and is like oh um I feel like I hate myself but then I realize I'm talking to this person and then it pan the 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 video pans over to like the a uh, picture of themselves the, the same person as a child or whatever and I think that's really I know that sounds really lame because I'm getting inspiration from a TikTok video but I think that's really profound in a sense because me saying these things to myself right now is talking to that little girl who was like 12, 13 and hated the way that she looked, hated the way she presented herself, like just hated a lot of parts of herself. And she wouldn't like that. You know, she wouldn't like, she wouldn't like the new version of you or like the future you to be saying things like that about yourself because you've come so far. You know what I mean? I think about that a lot where like, that little girl when she was 13 she was the saddest person ever because her grades were really bad and she was being bullied and teased and like all of these all of these different things I think about that little girl and I just imagine like if grown-up me were to say those things to her how would she feel or she would feel even worse about herself you know so it's all just a matter of changing your perspective and I guess even when you get the things that you want and you see that the methods for that at the time worked for you it might not necessarily be the healthiest thing for you you know what I mean I feel like that story went on a lot longer than it needed to but anyways I'll tell you a shorter story about this and then I'll wrap it up with one last final story so I remember when I was 14 I think it was I was starting high school I was in grade nine my cousin from my dad's side had asked me to play at her wedding Uh, play the piano sorry I should say play the piano at her wedding and I was really excited because I was like okay like this is my first ever like really big performance type thing blah blah blah. and ironically enough she was the one that taught me how to play piano so I really really wanted to impress her and so we would practice all the time blah 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 and eventually I got the hang of the song and the thing is I wasn't playing during the whole ceremony it was just one performance it was one part it was the candle lighting ceremony that I was supposed to play in And so I was real excited. I was like, I got this. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. And I remember that was the first time I had ever gotten my nails done, like acrylic nails done. And so I had to get used to playing the piano with acrylic nails on. This was like a couple days before the wedding. And so I started to practice, blah, 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 blah. And it was pretty decent. Like, you know, like I was like, okay, I might have acrylic nails on, but like, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. So finally, the day of the wedding comes. And it's everything that we rehearse, blah, blah, blah. Then finally, it gets to my part where I have to play. And here's the thing about being a musician. I mean, like a lot of y'all probably know this, is that you are the only person that notices when something goes wrong. And I didn't know that because, again, this is my first time performing. But you are the only person or maybe even another musician that's in the audience for whatever reason will notice. But like you are basically the only person that knows when you screw up. You're the only person. 
So when I got up there and I started playing, oh, the beginning part, the beginning part was just not the right notes at all. Like it was just completely off key. But my cousin had mentioned to me, she said, even if you mess up, keep going. Do not stop playing and just improvise it. Do whatever you need to do, but do not stop playing. And so I had that replaying in my head the whole time and I had everybody watching me. And if y'all have listened to my other episode about stage fright, y'all know like it would make me nervous. And this was again, just like those thoughts were recurring again, but I was a little bit more confident, but even still kind of nervous because there were a lot of people there. But I was playing that thing in my mind where I was like, don't stop don't stop so I was screwing up hardcore at the beginning hardcore screwing up at the beginning and then finally I got through it got through it got through it and then I finished it da, 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 da. done finito whatever okay so the ceremony ends my cousin's married yay happy times and so I go down and I and I go meet up with my mom and I was telling my mom I was like mom it was so bad like I did so bad at the beginning like I messed it up and hello in the true spirit of this podcast I started to cry I was just crying, crying, crying. And I was like, mom, I sucked. Like, yo, it was so bad at the beginning. And we practiced so much. Like, I failed. I was so bad. And then one of my cousins and her husband came up to us. And they were like, oh, why is she crying? Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I messed up at the beginning. And my mom was like trying to train. I was trying to translate to me, trying to translate what I was saying because I was like blubbering like an idiot. I was like, (laughs) so I was like, oh, she doesn't think that she did very well playing the piano, but she did so great. Like, uh, don't you think she did so great? And everybody was like, yeah, Sarah, you did so great. You did so great. And you know something for a second, like that feels really good. But again, being the person that I am and the overachiever that I am, I was so hard on myself for no freaking reason because everybody was saying that I did great, including my cousin. She said that I did so great and she was so proud of me. But again, this whole idea of self-sabotage is not healthy, is not not healthy. The one thing that I have to remind myself, especially when it comes to like being being a person that knows how to play multiple instruments, is just that fact alone is not everybody knows how to play an instrument and not everybody knows or like wants to play wants to play an instrument or even has the capacity of doing that so the fact that you know how to do that and can do something like that is an achievement in itself and I have to remind myself of that otherwise self-sabotage is just feeding in like I don't even know like a chocolate factory just one after the other boom 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 hitting me and punching me in the face yo all right y'all so I remember last season I talked to you guys about a character named TJ Detweiler and I said that I would talk a little bit more about him and I feel like I will probably dedicate one single episode to that relationship because again it taught me so many different things and this is one of the things that it taught me very very much but I mean ironically it was when we broke up is when I was taught a lot of things. So not to get into too much detail but to get into the details that you do need to know about is that TJ and I had very very different views on when it came to certain aspects of our lives or the way that we wanted our futures to kind of line up and everything like that and that's part of the reason why we broke up is because we had just very different views on certain things and so after we had broken up I was really really shattered like it was a very very I wouldn't say traumatic time or like a traumatic uh, traumatic experience but it was just one of those things where I took it extremely 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 hard because my mental health was not good at that time that's another thing is that I feel like when your mental health is not at its best 
is when those kinds of intrusive thoughts or those really, really negative thoughts just come and eat you up inside and you really, really just have to try your absolute darndest for them not to consume you. But at this time, they very much were because all of the things that I kept repeating in my mind was like, he deserves someone better and I'm not good enough and what am I going to do? I'm lost without him. I'm nothing without him, blah, blah, blah. I started feeding all these ideas and thoughts into my mind. And so what did I do? What was the solution to all of this is, and don't follow in my footsteps, y'all. Don't follow in my footsteps. Is I was very much trying to fake being happy, even though I wasn't. So what did that look like? I would, anytime I would see somebody, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm doing great. No, nah, don't worry about me. Like TJ and I were together for a long time, but like, you know what? Past is in the past. Who cares? Hakuna Matata, whatever, right? I would smile in everybody's faces and I would pretend that I was okay. And then in turn, everybody thought that I was okay. Everybody believed, hello, Academy Award goes to me. Everybody believed that I was doing okay. When in reality, I wasn't. I would go home after work and cry myself to sleep all the time. Eh, You don't need to know the extra details, but it was a very, very sad. It was a very, very sad time. I'll save it for another episode. I'll save it for another episode. I was really, really sad. So having that coping mechanism of just like pretending to be happy and smiling in front of everybody and just being like, yes, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's great. What do you mean? Everything's peachy keen. It'll eventually bite you in the butt. It'll eventually bite you in the butt because I remember, and I told you guys this about the time when I went to the dance studio and I had just broken up with Juan Pablo, but I was also really thinking about TJ Detweiler too, like a combination of all those things just all came crashing down on me and I had a mental breakdown and I had a panic attack and it just like was not a good look sis it was not a good look but that was because again I was really just trying to push all those feelings down 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 as deep 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 as I could and not explore them not reflect on them not do anything about them and so I mean to tie to tie everything together really is you just gotta be this sounds as straightforward as it can be stop being so hard on yourself but at the same time if you're feeling like oh man I suck at this or oh man like today's just been a sucky day and I just don't know what to do explore that try and understand why you feel that way don't just hide it don't just push it away don't you know leave it leave it on the back burner and then never revisit it ever again those kinds of coping mechanisms are really, really dangerous. Because again, it just opens the door up for more intrusive thoughts, more self-sabotage, more terrible things. You know what I mean? So I'm going to speak to you as if I'm like talking to a friend right now, because that's what this podcast is all about, is my friend. I know that you're probably feeling like, oh, like this is the worst. This is the worst. This is the worst. What do I even do? I know you're probably feeling like that. But I need you to ask yourself, why are you feeling like that? Why do I feel like this is the worst thing to happen to me? Why do I feel like, oh, there's no solution for this or there's no way to get it? Why do you feel like that? Why do you feel like that? And once you've come up with the reason as to why you're feeling like that, (laughs) I know it's easier said than done, but once you find out why you're feeling like that, let's shift the question to how am I going to, uh, how, how am I going to remove myself out of this? Or how am I going to get myself out of this funk? How am I going to um, replace it, replace this terrible feeling with something that's going to make me feel better in a healthy way, healthy way, keyword healthy way. How am I going to do that? I hope that helps you in some sort of way because it very much helps me and my therapist is, oh, has been really working with me on how to think about why you're feeling the things that you're feeling and whether or not 
it's okay to feel these things or if it's healthy to feel those things because growing up I never really had that I never really had that guidance on whether or not certain things are okay or certain things are not okay to feel blah 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 I never really had that guidance so yeah I mean I hope this 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 moment of reflection of why you're feeling a certain way and how you're gonna fix it helps you out now then now then now then now then now then we have reached the end of this week's episode i hope you guys enjoyed i hope you laughed i hope you smiled i hope you made you feel a little bit slightly better on how things are going um yeah (laughs) uh as always you can follow me on instagram at so if you have some topics or suggestions on things you want me to talk about then well hit me up hit me up hit me up i am really really glad by the way that people are very very receptive to my book recommendations because i thought again self-sabotage i thought for a second i'm like nobody cares about what books you're reading sarah so nobody cares <laughs> but for whatever reason uh you guys seem to really like them so i think i'm gonna stick to the format of just having a whole collection of all the books that i've read for a certain month and just revealing them at the end of every month so that way you can get them all at once and it's not super sporadic even though you can go to the highlight section on my instagram and it's the section that says books on it and you can find whatever genre or certain things that you're interested in reading and yeah you can get it all from there the other thing that i will comment on about that is the fact that people are like oh like how do you finish the book so quickly or how are you able to read so many books in one month and everything and take it from me guys i used to take forever to read books my sister can attest to that i used to take forever to read books but and and this is my this is my suggestion to a lot of people is that you know when you're in you're in high school and your English teacher assigns you a book that you really really don't want to read and that's why you take forever and in, and then in fact you end up going to spark notes because you just want the the synopsis of what happened in the book so that way you can finish your English paper that's due at 11:59 on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um <laughs> not saying that I can relate to that. Maybe I can, maybe I can't. But the difference is guys is that there is such there's such like you there's such profoundness to when you're reading something that you actually want to read versus something that you don't really care for and you don't really have any interest in and i'm talking the book can be as long or as short as you want okay for those of you that don't really like to read long things pick up something with short stories pick up something that's funny pick up a comic book something like that something that piques your interest and i guarantee you the more you start to pick that up the more advanced your love for reading is going to be. That's just my suggestion. But any hoozle, any hoozle, any hoozle, any hoozle. I am out of here. I will see you guys next week, hopefully, if I don't decide to skip another week. (laughs) And as always, Black Lives Matter, Indigenous Lives Matter, Immigrant Lives Matter, and God loves you so much. Okay, bye.